Keep in Annapolis Center. Do you have any test operation to restrict area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion. Over. Roger, Area 31. Continue to send at your discretion. Over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. Right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 11 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney with a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the posse. It's the Beatles here tonight. Uh, first of all, girls, sit down. He's here. Get ready. Get your fan, your Kleenex, your big box of wipes. Your squeegee and your lube, because very famous one one is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here on the show, by the way. You know, I live for this every week. Good. I'm glad. How's things across the bottom? My, uh, things are, uh, well, we're hot for a while, hot. but uh, the weather's calmed down. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Hey, I want to give a shout out to the women's football team, the the, the champions of the Euro 2022. I mean, this is a big deal over here in the UK. What, the women's, women's soccer? soccer? We call it soccer, but they call it football. Football, yeah. Huh. And they beat Germany. Really? In their top banana. Yeah. The and, British? Uh, yeah, you know, women's soccer. Right. The winning goal was scored by a young lady who uh, took off her shirt like that other girl in uh, 1999. I wonder it's so the, popular. Uh, U.S.? Yes. Uh, Chastain, I think was her name, something, but... She you know, that was a that was the cover shot of all time. Well, sure, this, this woman did the same thing, except the game wasn't over. Well, it was still an extra time. A little ahead of the five curve. Five minutes left. <laughs> she got a yellow card for doing that. Oh, is that all you got? It's yeah. all cool. Cool. Yeah, she got a yellow card for doing <laughs> it because the game wasn't over. Yeah, yeah. So it was the winning goal, but the, she scored the winning goal, but the game was not over. Oh, Fantastic oh I see. Oh, my God. Crowd. Hmm. It was a sellout at, at Wembley. At yeah. Wembley. Oh, Wembley is a huge place. Germany. Yeah. It's like a hundred thousand yeah. people there. This is the stage of the century. So shout out to the Lionesses of England. Huh. Won the tournament on the women's side. Cool. Look them up. They're Look fabulous. I'll bet. And they're all good looking too. I don't know what really? it is about huh. women's uh, And they're the British team? Teams. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Gilfs, Milfs, and Gigi Gilfs, sorry, Coco's not here tonight, out saving the world. Also, uh, I guess just plain old Milfs, no switchy tonight. Switchy? As often as almost. I'm going to miss Switchy tonight. Come on. I know. He's often as. No, he saw the bat signal in the sky, except it looks like a moth for him, and he has to go report. But our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven, is with us tonight. Raven, how are you? Raven. Hi, my friends. I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Hi, Raven. Hello. Is Stevie Nicks coming to your town? No, I looked. Um, oh, I really? think the closest she's coming is, I want to say, somewhere in Massachusetts, actually. Oh. Stevie Nicks, huh? Not yeah. close uh, Mansfield? 
maybe. Oh, um, you know, when I saw the first tour poster, it said Manfield. Manfield. And I, I think I forwarded that Instagram to you, so. and I said, "Where is Manfield?" <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip on someone's yes, And then they yeah. saw a, a, a redo, apparently, of it, and it was spelled correctly. So I thought that. that was so great. anyway, yeah. um, let's get back to the important things. Uh, no bun tonight. It's a no bun night, kids. If you're uh, keeping score. No bun night. Okay. Uh, I, was I, I didn't have any time to get my makeup on or anything. And Me it's neither. so humid here. And hmm. Okay. <laughs> it would have been dripping off your face anyway. Wow. Exactly. There's a nice image. But your hair looks good. Look at that. Wow. Speak of, speaking about uh, having makeup on uh, during this time is uh, UFO mechanic. L, 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 what is it? L. Uncle Al, the kitty's pal. <laughs> no, don't say that. No. <laughs> uh, he's a honey, is he said, "Honey, you got no. a lot of free money." There you go. What's your uh, What's your last name, Al? Al, what is your last name on the show? Ronaldo. What do you Al, Al, what is it? Al Ronaldo. Okay. <laughs> well, it's you been a while. You should remember. Oh, come on, I can't remember what happened yesterday. Uh, okay, so uh, Al's with us tonight. Should be a fun show. Uh, we're going to be talking about, among other things, we're going to be talking about um, things in our own lives that have uh, happened to us that have. Are either scary or unusual or very odd or coincidences, things like that, uh, and then a whole bunch of other stuff too. So why don't we do this? I know we have a top ten list though, just to get the show off on the right foot. Hopefully, uh, Raven, do you have that list? I have the list. Uh, this is top ten reasons why Juan Juan hasn't been thrown out of England yet. Top ten reasons why Juan Juan has not been thrown out of England. Yet. No extradition papers yet. Okay. All right. Start the music. Stop the music. Uh, number 10. Opening arguments in the Lily James stalking case have been delayed due to the monkeypox pandemic. <laughs> You're right about that. Lucky for you there, JJ. <laughs> that's spreading my time to line up my ducks. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Number nine, please. Right. Number nine. Uh, the queen loves his puppy. Mm-mm. She's so cute. And so do all the chicks. They love the little Yorkie. What's the queen? You're not putting her in that category? Well, the, the oh. queen the queen is in favor of corgis. I don't know if she has that many corgis right now. She's going to have 13 or something. But did she, she really? That's a little. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, years ago, the maximum she had about 13 or so corgis. At one a little bit excessive on the queen's part. I mean, this is someone who her, her, her family has to make appointments to go see her. She has 13 corgis running around. Who picks up after well, not those? not right now. Okay. No, this was years ago, oh, many years ago. Okay. Sorry. Uh, okay, so top 10 reasons why one has been thrown out of the UK yet. Please, Raven. Number eight, the pigeons in Hyde Park would miss him. <laughs> Can't you see that picture? <laughs> Feeding the pigeons. Okay, next, please. Uh, number seven, the government is having a hard time finding him a train ticket to Ireland. The search goes on. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Next, please. This is top 10 reasons. Top 10 reasons uh, why one one has not been thrown out of the UK yet. Number six, uh, he's convinced the authorities that during that little misunderstanding in 1776, he really was on their side. <laughs> That would happen there? Did they call you? Anyway, okay. Uh, next, please. Uh, number five. According to the World War II Lend-Lease Act, every block in the UK is required to have at least one American to which everyone else can yell, hey, yank me. Uh, 
in that part of the plan. You know, it's funny. I'm the uh, I'm sort of an oddity in the neighborhood because uh, why is that funny? You know, it, I mean, come on. Had, there's no Americans at Limington. This is crazy. Well, you're the one. But, you're the token American. I'm the yeah. I go, I go to a shop or someplace, and mm-hmm. you know, how they know you're American. You're not from around here, are you? Yeah. Yes. You have an accent. He hits him with well, the I, I like it when I'm, I'm talking to a young lady. Are you American? Wow. Yes, this is my Yorkie, too. <laughs> what are we doing tonight? Okay, we better move on, please. <laughs> what are we doing tonight? Number four. Uh, he's convinced Scotland Yard that he's very close to cracking the Prince Andrew teddy bear case, which has been given the secret code name Operation Sticky Wicket. <laughs> <laughs> you listen back on that show, Jocko goes, uh, we're, figuring, we're trying to figure everyone was there that night when we talked about it and uh, we're trying to figure out why he has the 72 teddy bears and Jocko goes I don't know but you know he's opening up on them think about it okay next he's right. why would you have them dropping why would you have them yeah why yeah okay um three three. Uh, as a child he vowed to someday break into the queen's bedroom closet and by god he's going to do it right yeah Right, climb up the drain pipe. You know that's happened a couple of times. It's happened at least once. Someone broke into her bedroom, right? Uh, well, yeah, it, oh, it was uh, depicted in the Crown too. It was pretty, pretty excellent episode. It's, it's depicted mm-hmm. very accurately in the Crown series. How'd she get out of it? Didn't she wind up like uh, pleasuring the guy or something? She talked to him. She sweet talked the guy. Oh, that's how his story. He was, he was whining and complaining about um, Union jobs and stuff like that, and he was looking around and said, "Gee, this place uh, could use a paint job." <laughs> okay, and he would be the man to do it. I mean, he was really ragging on the the interior design of it's the just they're looking for a job. That's the main all. room. Okay, uh, let's go. This is top yeah. ten reasons why Juan Juan has not been thrown out of the UK as of yet. Number two, um, who's going to play drums in the Stones when they finally convince Steve Jordan he has to go back to drum school? <laughs> Listen, he's terrible. He's not the drummer for them, Moni. We can do a whole no, show. No, you know, he's, maybe he's the drummer for Duran Duran. Or something. He's not the drummer for them. I'm sorry. I know Keith loves him and Charlie recommend me. Charlie recommended him because he knew he was a sucky drummer, you know. But he's not the drummer for them. Too inside, but anyway. So, top 10 reasons why the uh, one one has not been thrown out well, of the UK good. yet. Yeah, I'm working on my one visa. More. One more. One more. Uh, the number one reason one one has not been thrown out of England yet. Who else is going to eat all this crappy food? Right, and like, oh my right. God. have you but had a good? We love our our England listeners. We yeah. love, love our English listeners, right? I'll tell you, I really do. I know, but that gets old after two months, right? Morning, noon, and it night. It does. Yep, it does. But you can have. Uh, what else do you have? What else is there? I've I'm been there, man. The food I'm is. Thinking about it. Or you can have uh, BAPs. You know what a BAP is? No. It's a. Uh, think of Jimmy. De- think of four Jimmy Dean sausages lined up in a hamburger bun. Okay. Yeah. And then and then warmed up. That's called a BAP. A b- That's so it's called a-, a no thank you. They're actually pretty good. <laughs> it, it, the sausages here are pretty good. Wow. Huh. It's a sausage yeah. sandwich, is what you're saying. They sell them at coffee shops, and you know they they're cold and they heat them up for you. Ding. In the toaster oven, and they're not too bad. Not. Well, anyway. Uh, well, you're enjoying your time over there. We can tell, and you wrote. You're- yeah, I enjoy the women's women's soccer, women's football. Oh, you always go. Enjoyed back. that. Mm-hmm. And Google you- them. The English, uh, 
the lionesses. The um, right. Yes. Is this deja vu, or did you already plug them? Nope. Wait a second. Listen. Um, the other day, I might as well tell this story because it's a it's a show about weird things that happen. So the the other day, I um, got an email from one. We were talking. We had an email exchange about um, the guitarist Jeff Beck, uh, but also Rod Stewart, who everyone knows and loves, right? So we're going back and forth just talking about, you know, different songs he was on, different albums he was on and stuff and just like that. And then, you know, and then about a half hour later, you email me and sit, you went to a cafe, you sat down and a guy sat beside you and he was in Rod Stewart's first band, right? Exactly. Very first band. He, Rod Stewart wasn't doing anything. And he was gigging with Gary, this guy, Gary Laporte. Mm -hmm. Turns out he's kind uh, of a famous guy. He was a there. session player and played with everybody. He, he uh, needed a singer, and he was a schoolmate. Rod Stewart. Of that. Huh. So you would just like casually run into this guy. <laughs> I, it was about the, an hour after emailing Mac back and forth. That's about, strange. That I, I thought Jeff. I thought the Jeff Beck group, the first incarnation of the Jeff Beck group, with the album Truth, mm. with Rod Stewart as the lead singer, was the best Rod Stewart has ever been. Yeah. And lo and behold, I meet a guy who, oh, yeah, I worked with Rod Stewart. He was in my band. <laughs> what? England's a small place, but, you know, there are 58 million people there. So <laughs> what's the chances? Yeah, no, that, that is pretty weird. That it is blows my mind. Hmm. I would, and, and Andy worked with another guy we were talking about, Joe Meek of Tornado. Joe Meek. talked about him before. Yeah. We could do a music show on Joe Meek. Joe Meek was this guy who, if anyone remembers the song Telstar, Telstar, it was the first British song ever to reach number one, first British rock song reached number one in like 1962, pre-Beatles, and there's this guy named and Joe. it was an instrumental. It was an instrumental, right. And and because um, the uh, Telstar, the first communication satellite, had just been put into orbit as a big deal. Um, and the guy who produced it was this guy named Joe Meek, and he came up with this kind of space-age sound. It was like kind of space-age sound. I mean, he even said it. And then he ran into people like... Um, I know at one point he told Brian Epstein not to sign the Beatles. I know at one point he threw Rod Stewart out of a band. I mean, he made all these really, really bad decisions. But he also had some big hits, you know, and a lot of people kind of sought him out. And then he got in an um, argument with his landlady one day and, you know, blew her head off with his shotgun and then killed himself. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> this is the uh, last chapter of the book. Yep. Joe Meek, yeah. What it's a, a short story, but it was uh, interesting stuff. So he here's here's the strange thing. So Telstar by far was his biggest biggest seller. Okay, so it was a hit, and then some guy who had written a symphony about Auschwitz claimed Joe Meek stole the tune from this symphony about Auschwitz, the concentration camp. Said he stole the tune for for Telstar, and it was and it was in the courts for years and years and years. Joe Meek dies, and like two years later. They they find for him and all the royalties went to someone else, not Joe Meek. He was dead for two years. Must have went to his next of kin or something. But that had to be a few million dollars at least, I would think. And he died destitute, be, yeah. so that kind of sucks. Joe Meek. Okay, so wow, 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 wow. So who are you going to run into next? Ringo's cousin or something? I'm looking forward to the next uh, shocking. I don't know. Brush with fame. This is crazy. Mm. So we're going to get together and uh, just talk about cool. Uh, Bunch of jam. Trying to get, get him on the jam. show or something, and uh, wow, making making him technology capable. Oh, good. Because he said, "I'm not that great with technology." That's right. That's right. That's how we met, right? Yeah. yeah. I had to clean your computer, and uh, boy, okay. I had to yeah. wear gloves on that one. Oh, don't you don't have to put it down. 
<laughs> anyway, so let's strap them on. Stop. <laughs> Relax, please. So when we do this, when it's take. I know. How weird is that that we met? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're doing radio. I was doing radio and right. all that stuff. And yes. Yep. We have the similar paths, except I'm not a award-winning author like you are. Well, there's still time. You know? Yeah, yep. I guess. People keep saying you should write a book. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. About my, about my uh, service experiences. Not my huh. Navy service, by the way, but my service to the public. Oh, I see. As okay. a computer tech. Yeah. How I save Newport, Rhode Island. Visiting. From the commies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so look. You know, visiting visiting people. Here's the thing about customer service, being a field tech and showing up for service calls. Go ahead. You know, with IT problems, whatever. Is why, when you go in somebody's home, the internet gateway is in somebody's bedroom. What's up with that? I mean, nine times out of ten, that's where they put the gateway in somebody's bedroom. It's not in the living room. It's not in the den. Sometimes it's in the basement, but it's in an individual's bedroom. Well, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Just go out and say it. Well, that's where I tended to work, and ninety-nine point nine percent of my customers were female. No wait. All right. Okay. Should I should I go further? No. Wait. Let's stop for a second. So you're saying is that they would call you? This is this is like a bad Adam Sandler movie. I can see it. The IT guy. <laughs> they call you, and you and, and and where you have to go is into their bedroom. And there's all the computer right. stuff is in their bedroom. The, typically, their their internet gateway gateway router, which is the the hub of everything. Yes, is located in their bedroom. I don't know. If the, you know, Comcast, Verizon, all of them. Yeah, those. Seem wise, to think that that's the convenience. Those wise asses at Comcast. The, oh, we have to put it in installation. here. I don't know. It's it's. Commonly there, wow. rather than a place yeah, like the living room. Huh. It's crazy. So you know, you're you're in there doing a thing, and wow, wow. Gee, I can't print. My laptop is doing this, and you know, mm. well, show me. You know, and all right. So now you've walked us down this path. So has any of them ever said, uh, you know, change my router? Um, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Mac after die. Okay, super duper. All right, so listen, uh, let me take a commercial break this now. Is for it. Yes. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, it, happens, it happens a lot. Okay, interesting. Change, change it out and uh, you know, excuse me, but I got to get dressed for dinner. Okay, and, uh, all right, here we go. That's okay, don't mind me. Let's take this uh, commercial break now before we get thrown off the air. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrax Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? 
Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Everyone, Mac Maloney's Mole Track Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, girls, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Welcome, girls, to the show. Right. And guys at all ships at sea, welcome. We had a little peek into your life over in uh, England there before the break, before we yeah, had to I'm take really, the break. I'm really getting with the program over here. Cool. That's good. Uh, Are also, you American? <laughs> also... Um, no cocoa tonight. We love Americans. No Swiss tonight. They should love us because we saved their ass. No kidding. Number of times. Twice. <laughs> um, uh, so no cocoa. No switchy. Um, Club is uh, has returned from Ireland, but he needs a week to recover. He'll be with us soon as well. Uh, but up there in Sideways, New York, our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us tonight. No bun, Raven. No bun, Raven. Hello. No bun. No no bun. No fun. No. We'll no, he could put up all that hair in a bun. Look at that. I mean, there's an enormous amount of hair. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yes, right. Really stretchy hair ties. We we, <laughs> we really do have to be some kind of YouTube TV show because I feel like a lot of our listeners are missing out on this. Anyway, uh, uh, also joining us tonight is UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Al, how are you? I'm very good, Mac. Good okay. to good to be here. Good to see everyone again. Uh huh. Everyone's well. Okay. Enjoying the um, summer. No rain. How's the bees with the rain or no rain? Al has honey. It's dry. I mean, everything's drying up. Yep. I had a I had a killer spring. I mean, I, I extracted about 120 pounds of honey. Oh wow! Now Al has now it's so dry. All the flowers are drying up. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, that's really dry. I was up to my ears in honey. Let me tell you. Al has this uh, honey. Al and I lived on. The same part of uh, Massachusetts on Plum Island, uh, as people are now calling it Plum, just the Plum they call it now. Um, the plum. That's so cute. And the and plum. there are lots. Better than of calling it just PI. PI, right? There are lots of With the stupid uh, sticker. Well, the honey that your bees produce, it has like almost like a clover taste to it. It has definitely come mm. this kind of. Uh, there's just a little bit of tang to it. It's excellent. Just really good, really good. It, it depends on what they're getting into. I mean, there's a lot of beach roses here. There's a lot of um, the knotweed, which is like a, a Japanese knotweed, Chinese knotweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spring stuff is very, very light and thin. The stuff that will be coming in the fall will be the goldenrod. Oh, that yeah. stuff almost motor oil when you pour it. Yeah, yeah. It's dark, 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 and it's a heavier texture. Yep, and for the winter. You know, some people really like the light and airy spring stuff, and some people mm-hmm. like the dark, heavy fall stuff, so... Depends well, on what's in flower and what the bees can get. Yeah, in. you can really but tell. Now, right between I got a question for Al. The goldenrod blend. Isn't it true, or am I making it up? That I've had, I think I've had that goldenrod blend. That uh, I consume that on a regular basis. That I'm not really allergic to goldenrod, which I'm usually allergic like crazy to goldenrod. Oh, you mean like in with theory, really? It's supposed to help. 
Yeah, but I think it. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't eat honey. So what? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You don't eat honey. Bottle to the the UK. I mean, it's, I know it's based on weight. It's really I don't crazy. know if they'll allow liquids to be. Uh, that's true too. Yeah. Right. Hey, Al. Al, did you say you don't eat honey? Exactly. You don't eat honey. That, that no. blows my mind. This well, is the this first is, time I've heard this. Well, me too. But I also know that he grows something else that he, he doesn't partake in either. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I have a question for Al, too. Go ahead. I heard that sometimes bees will, like, like fly into each other when they're, like, out doing their, their thing. Go ahead. And they make, like, a, like a whoop when they do it. Is that true? <laughs> I've never heard that one. Oh, I heard that. And I'm, like, I was standing in my garden the other day, and there was bees everywhere. And I was just watching them, waiting for them to fly into each other, and they didn't. And what's the noise they, they make? What's the noise they, they make? Do it. It's like a whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. You've never heard that, Al? No. Their wings flapping against no, each other's I, wings. Wow. I'll tell you what they do that is really funny is, in the fall, they throw all the men out. Oh wow! They physically grab all the men and <laughs> chuck them off the the, the the feeding board. Sounds like the thirsty whale downtown. They, Go ahead. They throw them out to die. Oh my god! It is the thirsty whale downtown. Okay, on Ladies' Night. Oh my god! Interesting. It's kind of a shame, you know, when they do that. That's really yeah, sad. You know, the funny part is, male bees don't work. What they, they do nothing. They yes. just hang out all day, all summer long, with their buddies. Yes. Yeah. Fed and groomed. <laughs> Sounds like us, Al. Well, exactly. <laughs> but and the only time that they're of any use is if a, a virgin queen needs to mate. Oh wow! And yeah, if that doesn't happen, then they do nothing. So in the fall, the, the, the female bees look at them and go, you guys are big, you eat a lot, you produce nothing, get out. Mm. And they grab them physically and drag them out and throw them off. And that if they come back up, they throw them off again. Wow. That's so funny. The they throw out a bunch bees. of old virgins. <laughs> a bunch of old virgin males. What good are they? It's kind of a shame when you think about it, because you really need those bees to pollinate stuff. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look, well, at, look the, at that. Yeah. The cat's looking up at the... Uh, like, uh, they're eating it. Oh, oh, really? No wonder they're so happy. They're flying <laughs> around. <laughs> it's like catnip to them. Bouncing off the I windows. I can't put them out on the deck without watching them. Oh, that's funny. Over, and there's two of them over there chomping away on the leaves. And I'm hey, man. Just trying to get by. <laughs> I'm a cat, but I'm going to get high. Yeah, cool. All right, that's interesting. Wow, Al, and you don't eat honey. Now, does does Mrs. Al must eat honey, right? She does. Yeah. She'll put it in tea and put it yeah. in something. She's yep. starting to, she bakes with it occasionally. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, the problem is if you take really good honey, yes, you, you eat it. If you have mid-grade, you cook with it. It's like oh yeah, like liquor. Like, like if you a, have yeah. really good booze, you drink it straight. Yep. If you right. are grade... You mix it with something. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a waste to take really good honey and knock it into something because then you really can't taste it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 a good that's point. Very yeah. true, yeah. Good point. That's why I brought Mrs. Mac over some uh crystallized honey. Because some people see honey that's crystallized and think it's no good. Right, yes. Or it doesn't look appealing. She cooks with so it. you know, I don't like giving it to people to you know, I so I, I was talking to Mac's wife and I said, Lois. You make all the time. Put Lois. this in your baked goods instead yeah. of sugar. Every yeah. recipe has, you know, we've made apple pies with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Honey yeah, instead of yeah. uh, Very good. sugar. It's, it's really good. Very good. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm Excellent. hungry. Mm. I know. Now I want a I peanut butter and honey sick. sandwich. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Well, when you come out, you're going to be coming up our way, right? You're going to be oh, yeah. visiting. Yep. Uh, I, I can I can set you up with a few 
bigger jars this time, so you you don't oh, run wow. out. Oh, I'm wow. so excited! Oh wow! That'll last us four weeks. One quart ball jar full of honey. Yeah. Oh. Wow! So you know, one of the things we're going to do tonight is uh, we're going to talk later on about. Oh, there's two things we have to talk about. Um, first of all, Raven, you said what is the what is the word for the madness of two? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, it's folly ado. Mm-hmm. What is that? A French word? I e space a space d e u. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's the madness of two, and it's uh, essentially when it, it's a psychological disorder where two people they they really just kind of go off the deep end, mm-hmm. but they do it together. Ooh, sounds like is love. the best way I could describe it without mm. giving too much away. A love story. Okay, sounds good. We'll do. Uh, sure. I'll talk about that coming up. Hopefully, has it, does it have a happy ending? Sure, of course, it does. Uh, uh, maybe not. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll maybe it's got a twist. Um, but we're talking right, about looking forward to it. We're talking out. We all are we're talking off the air about um, uh, you know just strange things that have happened to us. When we're talking to our good friend Kim Shea a couple of weeks ago, and he, he lives up in uh, Edmonton, Canada, and he was just he said something that has stuck with me. And he said, you know, he, every once in a while, you'll something will happen to you. It's a coincidence or something you'll look at, and it just isn't, or you will experience something that just isn't the normal day-to-day stuff, you know? It's like this kind of weird little thing that happens to you, like deja vu. When deja vu happens to you, it's just that one little three or four seconds that you're in another kind of reality or something. You know, you're someone else, and then you kind of come back. When when you, when you there's a really big coincidence in your life, at least for me, you know, I feel like all of a sudden you're just like somewhere else, just for a little while, just for a few seconds, and then, you know, everything goes back to normal again. And, uh, you know, he, he said something like, you know, when stuff like that happens, I always think, should I be paying attention more? Does this stuff happen around us all the time? And, um, you know, I'm going to believe that. Um, I think everybody, I mean, let's face it, how many people do you know have seen a ghost? I know a lot of people have seen a ghost. I know a lot of people have seen UFOs. Things happen to everybody. I think a lot of people think that, oh, this just happened personally to me. They're, they're reluctant to talk about it sometimes. But I think everyone in every life, and I have some kind of strange thing, or many instances where strange things happen. You know, some more people, some kind of people more than others. But I think everyone has it. Everyone has that experience. And um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that tonight. So um, one one, I'm going to throw it to you because you told me a story a long time ago that you were working somewhere in the Boston area, and didn't people see somebody dressed in a way that they're out of time yeah. or something? Yes, I was working for a major computer company in uh, based in Maynard, Massachusetts, working in the the mill buildings there. And these buildings, this complex uh, where this computer company is uh, located, was uh, instrumental in making uh, woolen blankets for the uh, Civil War for both sides, actually. And uh, it was an it's, that was their claim to fame in that complex was uh, woolen products of all kinds. So who knows what kind of, you know, stuff goes on in that place, but we're there working, doing our thing with, with computer stuff. And you're looking out the window all the time because these buildings are nothing but windows. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, artificial light was, uh, I guess, expensive. So you had a lot of glass. And I wasn't the only one that saw this individual, but you would, you were, you were able to look out the window to towards downtown Maynard, uh, one of the buildings. 
I would look out the window to see if there was a big crowd at the sub shop. That was kind of where I was at. But if you were lucky, you would see this woman. It's happened to me a couple of times. This woman dressed in like period clothing of say the 1800s with, you know, long dress, those laced up boots kind of thing that they wore then, uh, floppy hat and a parasol on a sunny day. And I thought that there was a theater group in town and somebody was just walking around in their uh, stage wear. <laughs> People tell me, what are you nuts? There's no theater group around here. This is a weird town with nothing except a sub shop and this computer company. <laughs> nice. But nice people. Um, other people have seen this woman before. She's just walking slowly down the street in kind of a dusty, I don't know, brown, light brown head-to-toe outfit. With you know, she she looked like something out of uh, out of the show Deadwood or something. Really, that period of time, late late eighteen hundreds. Now, did she saw like, a number of times? Did she see anyone else? Like, was she reacting to other people, or no, just because, people you know, reacting seeing, to her? No, we're seeing her from afar. We're we're seeing her from a uh, a building, like the second floor. Okay. And I didn't see. I wasn't out in the street when I saw her. But that's how people have seen her is from a distance. Okay. If, so then, the people on the, the street st- probably didn't yeah. see her then. I mean, people walk in those streets a lot. Yeah. Go to the newsstand, the ice cream place, the sub shop, hmm. the uh, drugstore. Where was this again? Remind people where it was? Maynard. Oh, Maynard. Maynard Mass. Okay, that's a hot place. Massachusetts. Baby. Um, could, you, could you tell if she was like like her skin? Was it like kind of I, opaque? I, could only or... see this, I only saw the side and the back. Hmm. Okay. I wish I could see what, what she really looked like from the front. I never saw her from the, from the front. I only saw her from the side and the back. And I thought, well, you know, maybe this is an eccentric woman that just likes to dress that way. Yes. I mean, why not? Right. Sure. You Those, are, you are in Maynard. She <laughs> was dressed nice too. I mean, this wasn't like you know, frumpy clothing from that period. This mm. this was something nice that you would see on a, a Netflix series or something. You know, somebody, wow. somebody from that period that was. Uh, uh, well groomed and well dressed, and, and probably well wow. off, well off, financial yeah. type of thing. So, yeah, so what? What? I mean, how? I've seen her from the same situation. Okay, and it was just like uh, you see her, and then and then she's gone. And she's go around, she goes around a corner, boom, she's gone. Nobody knows who she is. Yes, funny, and and it's it's like the uh, the phenomenon of the town. Hmm. I don't know if it's still going on to this day, but it was uh, back in. Uh, Mid seventies. Mm-hmm. Was the Maynard, Massachusetts? Maynard, yeah, Maynard, Massachusetts. Wow. I'll look that up. Um, it's funny because someone told me a story a long time ago. Um, almost the same type of thing. Was walking across a bridge. Uh, it wasn't in Maynard, but it was in Massachusetts. And this woman is like walk. It's during a, at night during a snowstorm. This woman is walking towards him, and, and she's in old clothes, but she doesn't have a coat on. She's just like in old clothes. And like what you said, he said. The, 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 she must be in a place somewhere, you know, and yeah. she's caught out in the snowstorm. She's an older woman, too. She wasn't and, a young kid or anything. An, an older woman. And with the parasol thing, she, the parasol was not open up. It was, yeah. She was like carrying it like a like a cane. 
Wow. And no one carries those anymore. No, like no, even in the seventies, nobody carried those. Well, Al used to carry one, but those days have gone by. Well, so <laughs> so what can let's just speculate here. So yeah, I remember once uh, Switchy said that you know some people just think that there are realities that just kind of rub up against each other, and sometimes you just see people in a con in a loop. It's almost like looking at an old Super Eight movie that just keeps on going and going. Like, and then sometimes people actually interact with quote unquote ghosts, but sometimes people they just kind of see things that look like they're happening somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? They look like they're yeah. happening somewhere else. And in just for a, just for a moment, just for a little while, and then everything get like goes back to normal, you know? And stuff like that seems to happen all the time. And let me just say while talking about Switchy, <clears throat> that um, one of the things we were going to – that uh, we can talk about later on tonight too is these things called the um, the, the ghost rockets in the ghost ships in um, over Scandinavia. In 1932, and then in 1946, like people would see them. People would see them all the time, but they would also they they and, and people would agree on um, the activity that these things would do. Like for instance, the ghost rockets in 1946. Lots of people saw them. They looked like modern day cruise missiles. They people flew beside them, and they 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 described something that is almost like a tomahawk cruise missile these days. But this is back right after World War II ended. People saw them go into lakes and the the Swedish government, the Swedish Navy would would send skin divers down into these lakes and couldn't find a thing. Um, so it's it's like and, and and also the ghost flyers in nineteen thirty two over Scandinavia were these enormous airplanes that eight engines. No no airplanes had eight engines back then. No airplane really has eight engines except that spruce cruise thing. And flying over the Arctic with pontoons with um, searchlights, flying in all kinds of bad weather, circling train stations, all this kind of crazy stuff in 1933. Um, something, it, 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 but to people, they just didn't look real. They, they're like they were from somewhere else. And it's that whole idea that maybe, I, you know, somehow our, our existence just, you know, meshes up against, on, on certain conditions, up against something else. And we're seeing something. And they're, wherever they are, they might see stuff. About us, and they, and they must they might think we're weird. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Are we experiencing, as, as weird as it sounds, uh, some visitor that's really in a different dimension than we are, that's a different uh, era, a time warp? I don't know. It's, it's crazy terminology, but right. just like the the woman in the woman in the eighteen hundreds, woman with the parasol. Mm-hmm. She she exists in that period of time. And she comes back, but well, she's not coming back. She just we just see her. In we just see her. Yes, we're yes. seeing her in, in the in her reality right. from our reality. Right, and that's different from like seeing a ghost. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and actually interacting with a ghost. It's almost like we are looking into what, like with these weird airplanes and these weird rockets. We're looking into somewhere else, just for a second, you know, or just for you know who knows how long. Looks yeah. like something we'd be doing, but not quite. Just a little bit different th- than you know what we are usually. Um, uh, used to David Bowie uh, with throwing around rock names, and I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised that he believes in UFOs and all that kind of stuff. But he actually wrote this essay once about that that he was just traveling somewhere, and, and there was somewhere, and he says just for like three or four seconds, it looked like something opened up, and you could see into another place, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it closed up, and he said, "I don't know what it was. I'm not going to pretend I know what it was, but it, but I know what happened. That happened, you know." And um, yeah, strange. And, when, and, and you say, well, what could it be? Time warp, whatever. It's probably something we can't understand what's happening. You know, we don't, we, it's beyond our intelligence level at this point. Maybe someday we'll know, but hmm, 
Interesting. I hope so, because I think we need to experience a different time dimension, the way things are going. Well, think of how it would change everything. You know, suppose if we could go back and forth, that'd be cool. You know, if you went really went was back that place in New Jersey? I think it was in your book. Ong's Hat. Oh, yeah. Ong's yeah. Hat. Yeah. Pine Barrens. Yeah. It's a strange place. Mm-hmm. That whole story is very strange. Very oh, it wild. is. In fact, I talked Raven out of going there, right? Didn't I? Was that about a year you ago? You did, yeah. when I was going there for the bachelorette party. But what was funny was I actually brought it up to Mr. Raven because yes. I showed him the GPS and I said, look at how close I'm going to be. It was like an hour and a half drive okay. from the Airbnb. Yes. He's like, you're going to go there without me? Are you serious? Yeah, and it's I was a like, creepy place. Fine. Yeah. Right. Good. So between me and Mr. Raven, we talked you out of it. Yeah, you has has ruined my weekend. Thanks. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, look, I couldn't think of you just walking around in the the pine barrens by yourself, you know, for the show. But um, yeah, so so there's there's an instance where, um, you know, as you say, the the person dressed in old clothes are they're from somewhere else. Now, I'll just get real quick. I was driving down in downtown Boston probably ten years ago, and do um, you guys know where the Ladder District is? It's down there where the seaport is now, right before you get the South Station. It's called sure. the Ladder District, and it's just an old, a bunch of old industrial buildings that are now like um, art studios and you know very crunchy part of Boston, right? Fancy condos, yeah, everything, and you'd have to be a zillionaire yeah. to live down there. So anyway, so right. we're at a light. We're sitting at a light, and I and I'm looking across the street, and <clears throat> there's a woman dr- walking along, and she's she looks like Zorro in a way. She's dressed all in black. She's got a cape, and so on. She's got some kind of hat on. She got boots on. And and my first thought was, yeah, well, this is a Nazi part of town. So to see someone like that is not, you know, too odd. Let's say, right. but but very distinctive looking. And and I saw her, and she, this is. 25 feet away, across an intersection, okay? I looked down, and I looked up, and she was gone, absolutely gone. And we drove up, and I said, i got to slow down here. And the, the, the building she was walking uh, beside was all kind of like dark, reflected, uh, smoked windows. You know, the, the bottom wall was windows, basically, but it's dark and smoke, and you could see anyone's reflection. Or, or, or that. Sure. There were no doors for her to go in and out of. Mm-hmm. But... Boom, she was drawn, but man, I can I could, I could probably draw her right now that she was just so distinct. So, you know, where'd she go? You know what I mean? What 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 happened? Um, yeah. And it's funny the things that stay in your mind. Go ahead, Raven. That makes you think like uh, it's almost like if there's like a an alternate universe or an alternate reality that's just kind of bleeding into yes. ours. Yes. You know? yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe unintentionally, maybe intentionally. I don't know. I. I always like automatically like assume Rick and Morty rules where they have the portal gun and they can go into whatever reality they want. And, and there's infinite and I know it's a cartoon, but it really makes you think, you Mm -hmm. know, that's definitely a possibility. Well, that's the, um, the latest. Why do we think that life is the life experiences is like a straight line. Why can't we have, why can't these diversions exist? Mm -hmm. Exactly. there's a guy on. Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. On Channel Two, when I watched and got my book bag, um, his name was uh, his last name was Green. He was a f- physicist, and he's just one of these guys like Carl Sagan. He's like a celebrity physicist, and he explains to you so easily how you can go for, back and forward in time. I, I I can't explain it now, but it has to do with you know if you, you have timelines and everything like that, and if you go. You know, faster than the speed of light, which theoretically you can't do. But if you just get close to it, then you leave everything else behind. You know, you leave everything else behind. 
just for you know microsecond, you know. But if you translate that over millions and millions and billions of miles, uh, you know, in outer space, and that becomes that thing, you know, um, everyone says, well, like a space warp or, or a wormhole or stuff like that, you know, that you can kind of mm. take a shortcut to things, you know. And if if they can discover stuff like that, if they could discover that wormholes are real, then the universe probably has is yeah. teeming with life. Off you know, really, I I believe we are going to have proof of alien civilizations within the next three years. That's my prediction. Three years? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be very, very close because of the James Webb Telescope and also what the um, military is doing as far as UFOs. All of a sudden, everyone you know wants to find out what's going on in NASA. Wants to, everyone wants to find out. I just get a feeling we're going to find out very soon, and and it, and it could be something that we cannot conceive of we you know we don't we're not at that intellectual level to understand what these things could be um you know Barely. i think it's coming i really do and usually i thought i didn't think it would ever happen you know in our lifetimes let's say i just think it was like at least 100 years away where scientists would not have the um that idea the bugaboo that this thing you know is not something to put you know worthy time into I think that's going to change and be interesting to see what this happens. James Webb yeah. uh, telescope is just an amazing thing. I didn't realize it was going to be this phenomenal. It's nuts. It's nuts. Yep. It's nuts. It took them 20, 25 years. Oh, my God. I'm blown away every time I look at those pictures. Yep, the pictures are crazy. And the pictures that, you know, in other words, they say you ain't seen nothing yet as far as the pictures are concerned. And right. it's that. Yeah. And also it can look back into time and might at some point look back before the Big Bang, which will be interesting. Yeah. And also, yeah. they Maybe can we'll like, find out what's happening before the Big Bang. What's what going to be there? About? What's before the Big Bang? Big smiley face. What is the Big Bang? <laughs> but oh, do you guys really want to know bang? what's happening before then? Uh, it, what I, like it, I mean, were a little freaky. <laughs> yeah, the, whatever not... animals were on on the planet. <laughs> yes, where it was floating <laughs> around. But what the James Webster uh, Telescope can also do, and this is why I think this is we're going to have some kind of breakthrough, is that it can focus in on the. We say this. Uh, we've mentioned this before on the show. Focusing on these exoplanets, these planets that they have found out there uh, going around other stars and so on, like we go around the sun. And it's going to be able to analyze the atmosphere, and it's going to be able to tell whether there are emissions in the atmosphere, like carbon monoxide, dioxide, and stuff, which would indicate that there's some kind of industry, there's some kind of, you know, something going on on the planet, basically picking up chemical compounds in the atmosphere that wouldn't naturally be on the planet unless you were mixing stuff, Okay. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 not as sexy as something landing on the White House lawn, but it's going to say, hey, you know, maybe somewhere out there, forty million light years, you know, there's a coal plant or something. And then, as you say, all bets are off. Then, you know, all it takes is one. All it takes is one thing. That means there's life everywhere. I think they're speculating there's a precious metals harvesting going on, or potential harvesting that can go on in some of these uh, mm-hmm. strange planets. We if you want to call them planets. Right, before we take a break, and let me that, just... And, and that is going to drive many countries to be first in line to, go, to right. occupy right, Here's planets. the thing, though. Before we take this break, let me just ask this question. We'll think about it over the break. Let's say there's some asteroid up there that people that they think is like 90% diamonds. Okay, it's made yeah. 90%. Right. And it's like this huge freaking asteroid. So someone would wants to go up there and tow that thing into Earth orbit and, and, and mine it, okay? But if you have an asteroid-sized diamond and it cuts it into billions and billions of little diamonds, isn't that going to lessen the worth 
the value of I diamonds. Would so dilute the market. Diamonds will be, yeah. you know, they'll be like nothing. It would wreck the market, exactly. You know, but that's what they think is going to happen. They think that there's a lot of gold in, in uh, asteroids, too. But you'd have to, I don't know, mine it carefully or something like that. You could screw up the financial system of the entire planet, you know, by gold suddenly. That would be something. Anyway. Why don't we? Elon speak, Musk would be working speak, on it. Oh, that yeah. Right well, now. good guy to have on it. Um, why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Star Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. It's the Beatles tonight, folks. Uh, JJ is here with us across the puddle. You betcha. Am I John tonight or what? Well, let's see. I'd like, I'd like to be John. Okay. Um, also with us uh, tonight is our uh, good friend, good witch up there in Sideways New York. Raven is with us. Raven. Hi. If one one's done, I want to be George. George. I, I'm George. I'm George Chaps. Wow. Interesting. I sound exactly like him. You do. He said Chaps all the <laughs> time, do. too. Uh, also, <laughs> also joining us is our good friend, UFO mechanic, Al Ronaldo. Is here, Al. Good evening, all. I uh, I guess I'm Ringo. I then. was going to say, are you Ringo there? <laughs> no. You're running out of options. No, here. listen. Ringo is one of the best musicians ever. Uh, he just, you know. Anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, um, everyone else is on vacation or on a secret mission. But uh, so we're talking about a lot of kind of crazy stuff tonight. But before I forget, you know, we're going to do a little promotion here. Uh, Mac Maloney has a new book out called The God Satellite. The God Satellite. And uh, we have a contest running right now. All you have to do is go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and just, uh, you know, just write us a note. Uh, God satellite or put me in the magic fishbowl and what's going to happen is everyone who enters they're going to, their name is going to be put into the magic fishbowl and then at some point we're going to in a few weeks we're going to uh, pick the three winners and they get an autographed copy of the God satellite this is uh, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, code name Starman number three um, it's based on our good friend Chris R who works for the NCIS for a long time and he's a frequent guest on the show 
uh, actually based on uh, you know some of his real life adventures. Uh, the God Satellite, Mac Maloney. It's uh, code name Starman, book number three, and um, autograph book for the winners. A lot of a lot of swag, um, a lot of new swag came in. So just go to macmaloney.com, Just write the God Satellite, or you know, put me in the bowl. Put me in the bowl. And um, I like the cover of the book. It's really cool. I'll tell you, with that, that the cover could take up a whole show. How that cover came together, but you know, you have to have certain <laughs> really? elements. Yeah, I'd on, like to hear it. Well, it's like you know, they you, you want to kind of keep a consistency because it's a series of books, right? Right. So you up the top, you're always going to have the name, and there's always going to be an M16 there or something, right? Some kind of a, exactly. a weapon. <laughs> oh. And um, and then he has a the um, the uh, hero Chris Starr as a detective for the Navy, and he has just a little bit of ESP, just a little. Two seconds. Yeah, just enough to duck right. a punch. Right, exactly. <laughs> Two seconds of ESP yeah. and, and, <laughs> per day. Um, That's all he yeah. gets. And, and he also, after you're petitioning the, uh, the Navy for uh, quite a while, he has a um, – what period is right now? He um, has a um, Jaguar XKE – uh, um, Alan Allen might remember this. Uh, seven, no, uh, eighty something. It's a very kind of special Jaguar, and uh, he he uh, finally got clearance to put two machine guns on the front, kind of like James Bond. Mm-hmm. And um, so he has an arm Jaguar, and he has a little, a little bit of VSP. And then he goes around and just gets he's, he he works for the Navy's X Files department. Okay, anything that's too crazy, no one wants, it goes to him and his merry band of Navy X File guys. So. Codename Starman, number three, the God Satellite. And you put and you have to put all the elements, there's three stories per book, and you have to put an element per story on the cover somehow. So there's always the jag. There's always a redhead, you know, sprawled across it in a bikini or something. Uh, two machine guns coming out of the headlights, and then uh, satellites and uh, gods in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a very complicated it's fantastic. project. fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, it's your good friend who... Uh, was doing that line of work or still is. Is he like your technical consultant or content content consultant? To- what good friend is that? Not X. Um, you mean uh, Jim Franco? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget his name, actually. Jim Franco, yeah. He's, he's, he looks like Albert Einstein, that guy. And yeah. The, uh, yeah, he's my, age, he's my literary agent. Okay. Know? So, and it, you know, he goes, he makes the deals. I don't know what, okay. He makes the deals. Yeah. He has nothing to do with what goes in the book. Well, he reads it, you know. He'll read it. He, he used to be my editor. Yeah. He used to be an editor at St. Martin's Press, and uh, then he oh, retired okay. as being an editor. So he did do uh, three of my books. And at one point, I'm telling you, I, I was going to get on an airplane and just go kill him. It, it would have been just easier to do and do the time in prison because he was driving me crazy. <laughs> change this, change that. And usually up to that point, no one ever told me change stuff. You know what I mean? They, they just did it. Right. And But I say to him, you know, anytime he's on the show, he taught me how to write a book. You know, it took me that long to figure out, you know. Okay. How to read music, if you know what I mean, you know, just shake it right, up until yeah. that point. And he, he he taught me how. So for good or bad, you know, that's what it's like. And it's always that's good to good. have that's someone. That's a good guy to have. Oh yeah, He's excellent good. person yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, you're just like yeah. shooting in the dark. So anyway, wow. So he participates in all your books. Even, <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the wingman. He participates in all your books, yeah, mm-hmm. even yeah, the wingman a certain, stuff. Yeah, point. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow, you have so many lines of books, uh, Mac. I don't know how you do it. Uh, really, I don't. Uh, I'm not trying to. Kiss your bum there, but wait a minute. If I'm gonna get up, let me see. No, No. it's it's I have no idea. Like, if I had to write a book, I I would write like I quit on the page and hand it in and be like, I'm done, (laughs) I'm not doing this. If that's how I am, I'm still like, if you found your your favorite gig that you like to do, 
your fa- your best interest. You say, okay, well, I'll write a book about it. Oh, no, then you'd ruin it. Then it ruins yeah. it, you know, because then it becomes a drag. It becomes, becomes work. Right. You know? It becomes a yeah. job. It becomes a job. Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, I see Uncle Al daily, and I'm like waving as if I'm on a deserted island. Hey, <laughs> come and save me here. We have save to lose, me. Lose something. <laughs> but, uh, I'm out in my yard watering, yeah. and he's like, I'll, I'll trade places with you. You come in and type 10,000 words. I go out and work on your car and do something. Yeah, yeah, like, can yeah. I just have a distraction for yeah, like, like the rest of the day? Oh, uh, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, it really is. You know, and the, the way my office is set up, I got everything down there but a refrigerator. You know what I mean? It's everything. Uh, and there's so many distractions. You know, you just got to get, get a mini one, like from uh, like a, the dorm room one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those, yeah. Like I'm, 30 bucks. I'm, I'm looking into it, but you know, uh, everything has to pass the condo board, if you know what I mean. But, then you I, can I was, put your external monitor on top of it. Uh, listen, you know, I'm on top of it. We and get your a, milk in it because I know you're not putting alcohol in there. No, you why would I do, do that? that? No, no, why? no, no. I mean, wow. Exactly. So, so, but uh, see, refrigerators take up a lot of juice, right? Not to get into that, right? Really. And now I turn on the air conditioner, my lights blink. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> one refrigerator probably think. Anyway, no, they, they're all energy started. Another room. Yeah. <laughs> another, okay. Um, yeah, so those are the circuit breaker. Those are the secrets of the uh, writer. What else do you want to know? It's it's like the worst day in the it's world fantastic. is you sit down and you type chapter one and you go, oh, now what? You know, I'm just gonna make all this up. And then, yeah, you know, the day you turn it in, you go, yes, you know, another run term paper turned in. Wow, I mean, you're I'm like right, the you're like um, the Beatles with with uh, hey. making rubber sole. Yes, you know, yeah, they spent a little time with it, but you know, they banged it once they got rolling, they banged it out, became rubber sole. Yes, thank you, Juan. Okay. It's just like that. It's exactly like that. I'm exactly like the Beatles. I mean, just so, and Raven wants to say something, but I want to throw a trivia question at you. What Beatle actually lived in Penny Lane? I have my answer. Go ahead. I'm going to say John. Wow, it is John. Yeah. Yep. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> when he was when he actually lived with, when he actually lived with his mother and father when he you know, when he was a kid he lived with his mother and father until he was like five they palmed him off in the aunt but he lived in right. Penny Lane um, yeah before and it's funny because McCartney actually wrote that song wow huh so anyway seen, go ahead Al go ahead have you ever seen that thing on uh, YouTube there's a thing with John I don't know Paul McCartney getting in the car with the oh that yeah what's his name yeah. Yeah, the, the comedian the guy. guy. Yeah, the guy he everyone does, hates, uh, as it turns like, out. Whatever, he, he drives around. Yep. He shows in Penny Lane. Yep. They go in the barbershop and everything, and it's pretty cool. They go in the fire station watching. and stuff, yeah. yeah. And then they go into a bar, and, you know, I mean, they, 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 they want you to believe that no one is in on it, but there's 15 different cameras in there, and there's a curtain. And they open it up. McCartney and his band, they stop playing. It's like a, a place the size of the beach coma. If that, you know, just like a little shitty bar. It's great, though. Funny, you know. I mean, he loves to. He loves the camera. He loves to be in the spotlight. McCartney does, you know. Where the other three. Well, he's good at it. You know, yeah, he's good at it. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't uh, worn out his welcome yet. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing a musical. I just heard. You know, I, I probably said two or three years ago he should just stop singing and do a musical for Broadway. That's he's a songwriter, and he's doing a revision of "It's a Wonderful Life," if you can believe it. So. It's a wonderful Ooh, life. I, I don't I don't hate that. At Paul McCartney. All. That yeah, sounds we'll great. We'll that's see. uh well that's my second favorite Christmas movie. Oh, what's your first? Santa You're Claus? Don't laugh at me. Go ahead, please. White White Christmas. 
Oh, oh Bing like Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, yeah. Danny yeah. Kay, what Danny a Kay. cutie. Oh, oh really? Yeah. God. Danny Kay. Interesting. Okay. All right. Anyone want to no, uh, brief I, her I in Danny Kay? Or? Heads, but he's, he's a cutie pie. Hmm. Merv Griffin's first film. White Christmas. And, and, the, and the female lead, I think, is Judge Clooney's uh, mother yeah, or something. Marianne. Rose, Rosemary Clooney? Rosemary Clooney. Rosemary Clooney. Rosemary Clooney. I can't remember the other one. Yeah. yeah, she has a waist about this big. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> like literally this big. What and, happened? Oh yeah. my! Okay. And she's gorgeous too. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh, so listen, a, a wonderful life though. Let's get back to that for a minute. Okay. Basically, what happens is he goes off the bridge. You know, he's he's you know depressed, and Jimmy Stewart goes off the bridge, and he comes up to another reality. Hey, listen, talking about timing it right into what we were talking about, and he goes, and now he's in his little New York town and it's all gambling houses and bars and stuff like that. Come on, man. That's the fun. That's like Disneyland. What do you want to change that Thank for? You. Okay. All right. Pottersville the, looked great. Yes. That's the like, best part. Come on. <laughs> George Bailey was being a wet blanket about it. I'll tell you. He was, he Potter was, knew what he was doing. Yes. Yes. He would have had a but casino the in there. He needed the his wings. Worked hard for it. That's for sure. He drove off that's a bridge into a different reality. Yes. That sounds like Beetlejuice. Oh, they, well, yeah. <laughs> one stern. Oh. Why don't we you hate sandworms? Come on. Well, okay. Well, we're going to get Paul McCartney's version of It's a Wonderful, what is it? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Who knows? Right. Like he doesn't already have enough money. He's worth we'll now, see. I just we'll saw see. it, $1.43 billion. Paul McCartney. One point. And what's his, what's his uh, darling wife worth, too? He's got. Got a gig. You know, you know, she's in with the New York trucking, if you know what I mean. Sorry, Al. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> her family apparently has a check in history, as it turns out. And they call him Paul. has got something going on. Well, who's, they, who's call, they call him Polly Walnuts now. Yeah, and his his <laughs> his, uh, his daughters are like real successful. I mean, Stella McCartney is like a big fashion diva. It's a big name. And do you know, do you, do you, do you know of her, Raven? You're a fashion. I don't know the name. I mean, is she big? Would she? Let me put it this way: If her name was, uh, you know, Stella Dora, would she be that big? I mean, her name had to have opened up a zillion freaking it, it doors. Let's be real. To be the, yeah, yeah, it had to be the last name. I mean, she's not big anymore, to my oh, knowledge. Oh really? Huh? I mean, it's it's like Gucci and uh, Prada. You know, even Kate Spade, like they really kind of um, dominate that market right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, the fashion designers come and go. Maybe she'll have a second wind. I don't know why, but fashion, the fashion world intrigues me. I don't know why. Okay, but Did you ever, I know this is so off topic, my, my but did you ever watch America's Next Top Model? Yes, I watched oh, that right. uh, in a, uh, one, at a binge day. I saw 10 episodes in a row while a I was good show. typing something. Exactly, you binge it because you can't stop watching it. I was rooting for Jermon, but look it. There's just something about it. it, it the biggest to do... About nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's the biggest, to, and, and there's, it, there's nothing there. I hate to say it, but it's like the royal family. But it's closed. You know what I mean? But like people are cutthroat in it. It's a billion, billion freaking dollar business. You know, and what you're wearing, you know, this week can make someone millions of dollars or they lose millions of dollars or something like that. I know a kid who, well, one of my editors, his sister worked at Cosmopolitan Junior. So they'd have all these, uh, you know, like kid fashion shows and like and and um who is you know who's the the problem child there uh Lindsay lohan okay it was one of her first gigs ever all right she's just like 14 okay she stole everything 
first time. She stole everything. Good for her. And they were in, she was in the bathroom clearing her nasal passage, if you know what I mean. Okay. And they had to get her out and stuff. She's like Wait, 14 what? years what old. What are you talking about? But he said, no. He said, she, drugs? She, stole, she stole everything. <laughs> stole everything. <laughs> Funny. Funny. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just something about it is, uh, uh, just you know, just for, all for nothing, you know, in those, in, in those, you know, when it, the, yeah. I mean, it, it really is all for nothing, but really? like, it's fascinating. Well, let me ask time. you. There's a fascinating part to it, and I don't know what it is. It, it it tells you what is hip, but let me ask you this: You see, um, these fashion shows, right? And they're always crazy in a way. And I know that's a way you want to get people's attention. So sometimes the models come out and they look like they just came out of Auschwitz, if you know what I mean. Okay, not to be indelicate, but you know they look like they're in rags. And you think, well, what are they? Where are those at really high fancy cocktail parties? You know, I mean, you know, where do you go in something I, like that? I feel like um, because I, I was like a kid that was really obsessed with like Vogue magazine. Mm-hmm. It's not so much. I, I'm going to buy this like, you know, lavish piece where my hat is a toaster. Yes, right. Yes. It's more so this is it's wearable art. Yes. So that's like where where your mind has to get to is okay. that th- this isn't something that somebody's going to Bye. actually wear out unless they're like super super famous. Yes, you know right. I mean? Yes, yes. It's just it's an art form. But I. I'm so sorry, you would. I hit so, my so, so you would. Um, there's a good chance you would go to some really really high class cocktail party with celebrities or even just like really rich people, and someone's going to be dressed like a like a hutch cupboard or something, right? Yeah. Wow, man. Oh, man. So. I mean, not me. If I was famous, I would show up in this. Uh-oh. Hang on. Whatever. One, one, one is describe that, that for our listeners. Uh, everybody's raving about as far as fashion goes. Dua Lupa or something like that. What's her name? Huh? I keep hearing that name. I have no idea who that is. Who's that? I've probably she, heard She's a her. singer. I have no clue, though. Hmm. No idea. I think... I got her name wrong. I got... I, I'm all screwed up. How about this? Place. How about something the Lupa. Al Ronaldo uh, line of... Uh, you know, high fashion. Got a good name. I could see that in uh, a scroll, okay. if you know what I mean, right? Because that rolls off the tongue the way that, like, Oscar de la Renta Yes, does. yes, yes. Mm. You know what? Hey, listen. You want to hear a, here's a Here's a book or a movie. You know Halston? Remember Halston? Years ago? Yeah, Halston? Sure. Okay. He was in with uh, the, um, what was the big nightclub down there? 21? What, what, what that was that, that nightclub where they only let beautiful people in. You know what I mean, right? CBGB? No, well, say it again, Al, please. Uh, 51, was it? Uh, yeah, the... Uh, Studio 54. Studio 54. Okay, okay. He's, he's like a regular there. He's always in there with Liza Minnelli in the works, okay? So no, no, so let's say he's not he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's put it mildly, okay? Okay, he's a fashion designer, okay? Mm, yeah. His kid gets kidnapped. His kid gets kidnapped, okay? Halston doesn't want to wait for the police, so he got two or three other fashion designers, and they went up and they kicked the guy's ass and, and, and rescued the kid. This group of fashion designers <laughs> kicked this guy's ass. I mean, Weird fashion designers. Yeah. That fashion is deadly because look at uh, Versace. There you go. Yeah, look what happened to him. Man, do you watch that movie? Did you see that series? I never watched the movie. Uh-huh. I watched the documentary. Uh-huh. I mean, right outside his home. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And that guy was, like, so screwy. The guy who shot him was, like, really, really screwed yeah. up, you know? So, anyway. Have you seen the movie Devil Wears Prada? Oh, it's a no, great movie. I love that I movie. Love that movie. Oh, watch it over and over again. And yeah. Hathaway. Especially love how the first, like, 15 minutes of it is just so tremendous. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. I, yeah, it made me it. want to Meryl be 90 Street. pounds when I was in high school, but that was unattainable because I just, I just love food so much. Who the hell's 90 pounds in that movie? Not, not in the Happen. models. Oh, I see. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we, yeah, we should, you know, we have to get that guy back on, um, uh, Gray Scott, because you know, look at this guy's timeline. He was make, he's just a young guy. He was making one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a weekend taking pictures for models in New York City. Okay. And he's just a young kid. He was making a lot, a lot of money. I think he came for money. He lives in a condo uh, where the guy from Talk, Talking Heads lives, the David Byrne guy, you know, so he's up there. Okay. And he says, I had so much money, I didn't know what to do with it. You know, so he's doing, he's doing the whole thing. He's doing the coke and everything. He says, I saw so many models, lives destroyed. Now, this is a guy, 23 years old, and he's doing coke and he's got tons of money, and he's, he feels so bad for the models. And the, and the whole lifestyle, he quits it all. He goes down to Peru and he eats the freaking uh, beads there. He eats the LSD thing, where uh, yeah, you know, he does a, a trip. Uh, you know, they give you a little bit of LSD every night, and and and, and, and like gives you this kind of truth thing, you know. But you're really yeah, high. like a spiritual thing, like a spiritual walk. But really, you're just doing LSD on yeah, yeah, peyote, peyote, right? Or not continent, but yeah, another continent. Question. Yeah, you're down in South yeah. America. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. And so, but look at so he does it, and he comes back. And he gives up the whole model photography thing and um, starts this futuristic thing, you know. So he's a he has a big podcast and a big, you know, website. And he's the guy who can tell you he can explain synchronicity to you in about thirty seconds, and you'll go, "Oh yeah, now it makes sense," you know. And Quince's got again, Gray Scott. Hope he's still out there. So anyway, hey, listen, Al, I'm going to throw it to you, Al Ronaldo, UFO mechanic and fashion designer. Um, you had a strange story. That you've told us a couple times I, for. I do, but see, mine is far more modern. Um, <clears throat> mine happened. Um, actually, my dad passed away when he was fifty years old, and he was never sick. He was healthy his whole life, never sick a day in his life. So um, he went to work one night and basically had the big one and, and died. So <clears throat> it was funny because Sue and I were in Boston, just happened to be that night. And we were going to go visit him at work, but it was getting late. And we said, well, you know, it's too late to, you know, she was, Sue was probably 16. I was probably 18. Go ahead. So didn't want to keep her out that late anyway. Um, so we head home and I lived on a dead end street that as we come up the street, there's cars on both sides of the street, which is kind of weird because it's in the middle of nowhere. And as we get closer to the house, we notice that we know the cars their family, aunts and uncles, and but the driveway was empty. So it was, um, they were waiting for me so they could tell me my dad was dead. So anyway, uh, we go in and all my aunts and uncles are there and um, big to do. So when, when everybody finally clears out and goes home, uh, I went down, my bedroom was down in the basement. So I went down and went to bed and probably within half hour, there was a you know, loud knocking on the door upstairs, the back door. So I got up and I went to the back door and my father was at the back door and he was, he had his jacket and his hat on. He was carrying two bags of groceries, like paper bags. So he couldn't open the door. So that's why he was like banging on the door. And I came to the door and I saw him and I, you know, shocked obviously. And I opened the door and I looked at him and I said, you're not dead. They made a mistake. 
you're okay. You're alive. You're right. And he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. You know, and I'm like, but you're okay. You're not dead. They made a mistake. And he's like, wow. don't worry about me. I'm okay. Everything's fine. So he came in, put the bags down, took his hat off, put it on the table. And he sat in his recliner, which my dad had his recliner. And he said, sit down. I got to talk to you. So I sat down and we talked and he said, uh, everything okay? And I said, well, of course everything's okay. You're alive. You're not dead. Everything's great. This is wonderful. And he said, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And he said, how's your mother? I said, she's fine. She's going to be a lot better in a minute when I run in there and tell her you're okay. And he's like, no, 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 don't wake her up. Leave her alone. And he said, I, I came here. I need you to do something for me. And I said, okay, name it. What do you, what do you want? <clears throat> he said, you have to take care of your mother for me. And I said, what do you mean I got to take care of her? He goes, you need to take care of her because, you know, if I can't. And I said, well, of course I'll take care of her. You know, I would take care of her. What do you, you know, you, you have to ask. And he's like, well, I just wanted to make sure that she's okay and you're going to take care of her. And I said, of course I will. And he said, okay. And we chatted for a few minutes about nothing. And he said, it's getting late. You better go back to bed. And I said, what? He goes, I got to go. I said, what do you mean you got to go? You just got here. What are you talking about? And um, he said, no, no, it's getting late. I got to go back. Um, everything's fine. Just don't worry about anything. Go back downstairs, go to bed. And he got up and he picked up the bags and he walked out. And I kind of went, I went downstairs and went back and I, I walked into my bedroom and I said, what the hell was that? What, what just happened? And turned around and went, ran right back upstairs and his hat was still on the table, but he was gone, long gone. <clears throat> so honest and to God. No, no groceries idea. around either. No right? groceries. He took the bags with him, but he was gone and he was dead and he'd been dead for hours. <clears throat> so wow. I don't know what came. I don't know what happened, but I honestly believe he was that concerned about my mother because mm. again, his, his death was, instant it was no he had a heart attack he was gone there was no warning there was no lead up to it never any health issues so right. i just figured he wanted to make sure i mean my mother was everything to him and uh he came to make sure and and <clears throat> what's kind of funny is you know, i was still living at home sue and i were engaged but weren't married yet but um you know i was still living at the house and my mother, you know, I slept, I had my room downstairs and, you know, I, I took care of her for the rest of her life. I mean, that's what, oh my God. you know, that's, that was, and, you know, sort of a, a funny aside to that is my mother was 25 when she married my dad. So I always kid with people and say, my grandparents took care of her the first 25 years because she lived at home with her mother and father. God. And then my dad took her for the next 25 <laughs> And then he died, and I got it for the last 25. They go, wow. I nice. got the worst 25 years. <laughs> Little Al Huma there. The hard ass of me. <clears throat> I mean, he was, she was a wonderful lady. Let me ask but, you this, though. Let me ask you this, because I've heard this story a couple of times. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. Well, what do you think I, I, happened here? What do you think happened? Were you dreaming? No. No, I, I do not for a minute think I was dreaming. I don't dream. I, I cannot remember a dream in my life. 
Interesting. I'm not one who mm. dreams and then wakes up and says, oh, I just dreamed that. Really? Never. Wow. Never. Holy cow. I, mean, I got lucky. That's, so this is all a live interchange between you and your dad. Your it would have to be some kind of a ghost Ghost hospital or something? My dad's body at that point was probably in the morgue at the Mass General in Boston. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh my God. I have like I have like goosebumps that, that are just kind of like going <laughs> like all over <laughs> my body. Her goosebumps oh, have I'm, goosebumps. I'm sad. I'm happy. I want to cry. Hmm. Like what is, oh God, it's wow. such a bittersweet story. Yeah. And he sat there. You know, the funny part was I didn't think enough to ask that many questions because mm. I just figured he was okay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you, of know, course you wouldn't think about that. Your your mind's you know, gonna go to, oh my God, he's they made a mistake. Exactly yeah, what you said. Alive. You're not dead. They they wrong. You didn't die. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh Wow. I was I Oh, that gives me all of every chill I've ever had is like in my body right now. <laughs> How? <laughs> It was a pretty weird thing, and mission accomplished. Um, yeah, you go. That's and there's another funny thing that happened along with that is, uh, my dad was was the type who would do anything for me. My older brother, he knew he was. A, he, my older brother was kind of a. Okay, <laughs> we want and a lawsuit here. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. So, um, you know, my dad was the type. Um, like I said, I was 18. He walked into the Porsche dealership in Lawrence with me. Okay. And co-signed for a five thousand dollar Porsche for a, an eighteen year old kid who was making a wage. <laughs> El still has the Porsche, and the, yeah, I still have it. Yeah, but the thing, the, the weird part about it is, when he died, it just happened somehow that a year and a half earlier, when we bought the car and he co-signed the loan, his name got put on the life insurance policy, not mine. Yes. So when he died, the car paid off. And I got the car for free at that point. So the IRS yeah, yeah, might be listening. Listen, we got to take a break now. Okay, I'm getting uh, emails on the that's chat. That's amazing. Room. What good fortune, Al. Right, yeah. and he still has the yeah. still has the car, which I think is astonishing. But let's take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money Talks uh, show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Money for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire, you clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you.
Welcome back, everyone, to Macaroni's Military Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. It's taken so many right turns. We're back on the straight and narrow again. Let me quickly introduce the Beatles to us, uh, to you. One one is here across the puddle. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Uh, also, no no Coco, no Switchy, but uh, Raven, uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. That's what this Raven. Oh, my God. Hi. Okay. We were just discussing off of here whether this is a radio show or just kind of getting drunk with three old guys. Well, I have my uh, eyes closed. So. It's getting drunk with two people. We've established. Okay. Yes. Two, I <laughs> also, I'm one of those people. I drank earlier today. Okay. So he's, right, he's got it covered. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear is Al Ronaldo uh, from UFO Mechanic. Al Ronaldo, also fashion good, designer. Good evening, Mac. Good yep. evening, Raven. One one. Hello. Good evening. You were um, describing your uh, your cat's litter box. I can't remember whether it was on air or not. Would you sell those? Would you go into? It's well, very elaborate. Into the house, you can't. You know, you'd have to drill holes. You got to run. Well, you install the walls. Will you install? Will you do somebody installation? With a, somebody with good, you know, good DIY kind of guy could build one. It's just you know bathroom vent with uh, motion sensor. Hell, <laughs> you're missing the big picture, baby. Would you install them? Oh, I wouldn't want to be cutting up people's houses. That's, no? No. That gets real tricky. How about if they Bosses. paid you? No? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, one of the things, two of the things I want to mention now that we're uh, here is that um, we are running a contest for Mac Maloney's new book called The God Satellite. Uh, just go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, send us uh, some kind of message or whatever. Say you want to be in the Magic Fishbowl. And in a few weeks, I'm sure Raven is going to take uh, three winners out of the Magic Fishbowl, which is usually hacked, and they'll get a autographed copy of the book, The God Satellite, on sale everywhere, and a bunch of swag. That is correct. It's also, you can join, uh, the link is on our Instagram stories, mm-hmm. uh, mm underscore military underscore x underscore files. Mm. Okay. Got that? Um, Got that? Did we ever tell people about um, Ozzy's son? We did not, actually. Not on the show. Okay, so a few weeks ago, at the beginning of the summer, through the good graces of Raven and um, our friend Max Apula, I guess it was a dual thing, right? Or should we take take him out? We'll just give you the... No, it was Batman and Robin, the way she's looking at me. Okay. Uh, so, so somehow, um, Jack Osborne, who was the son of Ozzy Osborne, uh, saw the tweet and retweeted it to six hundred thousand of his followers. His wife had a baby yesterday, by the way. I'm sure we were on his mind, but you know that's nice. That was nice. Thank you, Raven, for doing that. I told the you've got more promotion in six seconds than I've got in my six years of the show. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Jack but, Osborne's great. I love his. Oh my gosh, I. He's into it too. I am obsessed with Portals to Hell, and I like. Hmm. I, I'm slowing down watching it because I don't want it to end, hmm. and I'm on the last season. Um, and Tell he me. did just have another daughter, and her name is Maple. Which Maple, is the cutest freaking thing ever. Maple Osborne. Maple Osborne. Mm-hmm. Isn't that saying wow. "kick my ass" Perfect. in Playgon language? No. 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 Um, <laughs> wow. Huh. Um, so, um, we are going to talk about, oh, I know. Okay. So anyway, uh, go to, wow, wow. Go to 
um, hit the contact button, send us your name. We'll put it in the fishbowl. You'll get a uh, if your name is picked out of the magic fishbowl, you'll get an autographed copy of the God Satellite Code, named Starman Number Three by Mac Maloney. And as it turns out, um, Goodreads, who I've been educated on just recently, Goodreads is running a contest where you can go on to Goodreads.com, and I think that mm-hmm. the link is going to be out there somehow, some way this week. Um, whether you can go on. Um, Goodreads.com, and you enter your name into a contest, and if you get a contest, you win a free copy of the book, autographed by Mac Maloney, too, as well. So, uh, yeah, just uh, The God Satellite, interesting book, I hope. I don't know. Um, And uh, if you don't want to wait for the contest, just go to Amazon.com and order it, or go to your local bookstore. Okay, there's the promo. Thank you very much. We are – oh, by the way, okay, I'm going to – I'm, I dedicated it to the gang. I should have uh, done that more of an announcement. Yeah, it's dedicated for everyone oh. on the show. How about that? Okay. Yeah, you did? Yes. Is it in the forward? It's in the forward. But why would you read it? You know, you wrote the forward <laughs> to the last one, and you've never read it. So. I always read the forwards. Me too. Yeah. What's the matter with you, Wani? Especially one that you wrote, in quotes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well. We did it, guys. Yay! He, All right. This is this, this is like on the level. Now we put in this is Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, also on sale anywhere. Best seller, as it turns out. Um, we wrote a little forward, and we said forward by Juan Juan, and I, you know, sent it in with the entire book. And the owner of the publishing company calls me up and goes, "Now you're just kidding with this Juan Juan thing, right? The real forward is coming. You just want to, you know, fill up the space and have the real thing." Yeah. I said, "No, no." That's it. So if you're going to buy the book, <laughs> buy the book just for that. Read that. <laughs> right? It's, it's like. Oh, yeah. salty. Paranormal book. And he's talking about Keith Richards' uh, picks and his guitar case and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Three short paragraphs. You went there. It was a, uh, it was a mind dump forward. <laughs> okay. It came All right. In my head. <laughs> Okay. That's why. That's why Eileen doesn't trust me when I go to cafe, uh, cafes without her, and then I'm hanging out with uh, interesting young ladies that run the cafe and uh, <laughs> like to chill out with me and they call me lovely. It's just you don't even know what's going to come out of my head. You know, it's like whatever comes through my head comes out of my mouth unfiltered. It's one one unfiltered, no matter where I go. Wow. Wow. And it can be interesting. Hey, Al, right. can you bring your cats back, please? I haven't been thrown please? out of the cafe yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we were going to talk about it. We were off air. And somehow or other, Raven told us that at one point, you almost joined a cult, right? Yeah, but on accident. It wasn't a cult of old radio guys or anything like that. Anything. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. It Probably. wasn't in New York State. Oh, okay. Tell us, please. So I was in New Orleans, mm. New Orleans for mm. the locals. Okay. Any story and that begins with that is trouble. <laughs> Go ahead. And I just had some pizza. You know, I was on Bourbon Street. Things were great. You know, just enjoying the night as yes. a, a young 20-something-year-old. Very of, young. I was very, very young. A couple of years ago. Go ahead. And there was this bus. That was outside the pizza place that had all these psychedelic lights yes. inside of it. Yes. And all the windows were blacked out. And this guy was like, come on, like, check out what we're doing. And I was like, yeah, this is like 
a hundred percent. Like I'm into this. Okay. And so I got on Okay. and all, like, there was no exit and there was just this guy and like some, like four random girls Go ahead. and they were saying like, they were going to be traveling to get followers. And this is like before I knew of Instagram. Go ahead. I, I, I had, oh wait, this might've actually predated Instagram. So Go. I was like, what do you mean followers? Like I wasn't connecting the, those uh, Jim Jones dots. Facebook, MySpace. And then it, it took me a couple of minutes and then I was like, my mom's calling. I have to go. Wow. So I like, I like booked off the bus. Hmm. It was definitely not just some like, you know, trippy bus ride around New Orleans like I thought it was. No, no. Though, if you see a psychedelic bus in New Orleans, you figure that's just the way the buses are down there. I've always wanted to go down there. I wanted to go down there because of all the, you know, the, the stuff. Never been there. Yeah, me neither, you know. It, but it's a, it can be a rough place. It can be a rough Rough place around the edges, you know. But there's a lot of, yeah, you know, say music and stuff and clubs and you know all that kind of yeah. jazz down there. Literally all that kind of jazz. So it's wow, still, it's still cool if even you after go the down flood. There, you definitely want to do. Uh, honestly, it's like avoid Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, the main really, do like the French Quarter. The oh, French thought, Quarter oh, okay. is like, oh my god, it, it's a, there's music venues, there's dive bars art mm. galleries that cool. that's where you want to go bourbon street is so oh here's like a drink that's you know half sugar half tequila yeah yeah yeah, like yeah people are just throwing up on the side of the street <laughs> new orleans is great aside from bourbon street mm. and and that weird cult yes right those two things so. about new orleans right mm -hmm. yep and it floods all the time that's another thing you know? oh yeah i mean and I, they're, all, they're I was always there in 2012 i believe so mm -hmm. this was what uh, at least a few years after Katrina. Yes. It, it wasn't great. No, no, no. Never, they never returned to you know what it was, and it wasn't much to begin with. And you know uh, the way that I understand it is, every all the neighborhoods down there uh, put uh, are in parishes, right? Oh, and, it's yeah, right. It, it's it's, yeah, and it's a damn shame because it, it is a really beautiful mm -hmm, yes. city, and it's one of the most haunted cities in in America. But they wanted it, to. It's gorgeous, uh, and it it just has that, that. It just feels like it's just this dark cloud that hangs over it that yes, they're yeah, just yeah. never going to get rid of. They're wrong. They. I will tell you this. Go go. <laughs> they have a coffee shop called Sacred Grinds. I don't know if it's still there, but it overlooks a cemetery, <laughs> so you can get your coffee. Yes. And you can sit out and just look at the cemetery and just kind of be like. That one with uh, the Lord. Not the Lord. Talk about people in the ground. Talk about yeah, being one with the people. I don't think they bury people underground. I think they put them in. Oh yeah, they're because the, they? the water table because they're below yep. sea level. So if you keep digging, you're going to hit water. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're all raised. Wow. And we, yeah. we ended up going to a cemetery. It it again very beautiful because mm. right. you don't see cemeteries like that up look here. At, yeah, look yeah. At, uh, you know, go back and watch Easy Rider when they. Show up in yes. New Orleans, and oh, I love that. That scene is great. I don't remember tripping in the cemetery. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the <clears throat> the big sarcophagus is there. You know the uh, the uh, Juan Juan Theater Players was going to do a scene from uh, Easy Rider. We just couldn't get the players all into the studio at once. It was the scene where they're smoking pot and they think, "What is it? What, what's that up in the sky? What's that up what in the that? sky, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the George played by." Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. 
Yeah. Dr. Nicholson. Right. right. Uh, yeah. Well, we going to have the... Uh, goes on his 10-minute rant about... Uh, the government. You know, UFOs and the government. <laughs> you know, the government knows what's going on. They're just not going to tell us. Okay. Well, we're going to have the black-eyed kid. Black-eyed kid's going to play. chaos. Black-eyed kid's going to play Jack Nicholson, for one thing. Okay. Peter Fonda, you know, who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's a funny scene. I remember going back, hooking school and going and seeing that movie. And it's a great movie up until the very last minute. And then... Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I feel like when we were doing, um, like, the movies last week, I almost included a movie called As Above, So Below on my list. Hmm. But it's the same thing. It's a great movie. And then the last, like, three minutes of the movie happens. And you're like, now I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I don't like any of it. Like, the ending is so bad that it ruins everything you just watched. Well, here's that's what happened in that stupid movie three or four years ago where um, it's from South Korea. It won everything that year. And it's about a guy living in the cellar of a Korean mansion. Do you even remember it? It was like the top one of the – and of the Oscars and everything, um, I'm going to say three years ago, and it was called was like it Parasite. Yes, Parasite. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Did you see that? I did watch it, but I, I remember it won like everything. It's the stupidest movie in the world, but it's 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 like you go. It's about a guy who lives in the basement of this mansion, and no one knows he's there, and he's sneaking up to getting food. It's really kind of crazy, and um, you know, and so- it's. Go ahead. He's like Danny LaPlante, where like he's kind of like living in the walls and like he's, nobody knows. Yeah, he's he's down in a room downstairs, and he used to be like the servant or something. And then his wife, oh. they they got you know the, the the rich people fired him. He got thrown out of his apartment. It got flooded out. So he's living downstairs in this mansion. His wife is still a maid. Okay, so that's basically it. Him trying not to get caught and so on. Okay, and and he's fooling the people who own the mansion. This is all in Korean now, okay? And and in the last five minutes of it, they come up. And, and at this point, it's been kind of like a mild, confusing comedy. They come up and they're having like a, a cookout, all these very, very rich people. And they take machine guns and they kill them all. They kill them all in this like incredible blood, you know, splattering heads, blowing up, kids getting shot and stuff. That's the end of the movie. And it's like, what? wait a minute. You know, you had a crappy movie to begin with. They didn't know what to do, so they threw this on the end and make it yeah. look like it's a power struggle, you know. Or, that's it. Won everything. Honestly, stupid uh, movie. You lost me when you well, said it was all in Korean, and I had to read subtitles. Or something like that. Yeah. Nope. But as you know, I went to film school, and as it turns out, when you <laughs> oh my god, you did yes, when you read uh, subtitles, you after about a minute or so, you start consciously, you don't miss it. You know, I mean, you start consciously reading the subtitles. And it, it, it doesn't interfere anymore. It's kind of strange. Mac. Yes. Yes, I've Can discovered I... that. Okay. I, I'm okay with subtitles. Okay. Raven, please. Can I say something, Yes, Mac? please. You know I am a diehard 90 Day Fiance fan. Yes, me too. I read subtitles no problem <laughs> okay. when it's trash TV. Yes. If it's a movie or a TV series that I have to actually pay attention to because I might miss plot. Yes. I just, you, I'm you lost the... 100% of the way. Hmm. How's the 90 Day Fiance? The 90 Day Fiance is different. Really? How's Roshana doing? Is she still on the show? I don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> you made her up. <laughs> Al's a big fan of 90 Day Engagement. Uh, you lost me on no. that one. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, let's see. I'm interested. I've never heard of it. 90 Day Fiance. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah. this is a great segue. Go ahead. They just came Sounds out good. with 90 Day Fiance UK. UK. They're like, really? literally in the first season. Across the pond. Now. Well, here they right. are, Colleen Ray now, Queen Elizabeth. I'm looking it up now. Huh. Uh, so so uh, just explain the premise, please, right? Um, so the original, which would be in America, is um, Americans find love um, outside of America. And they ultimately, they date for a while and they apply for what's called a K-1 visa to bring their fiancé to America. And then they have 90 days to get married. And the mm. drama unfolds as soon as they get here. <clears throat> One of my favorite shows. So they want I to love pass it so much. Right? <clears throat> what, foreign, what was that, Al? They're foreign people that want a passport. Nope. Why? Well, that's, that's very sensible. Some of them, of them, it's like clearly obvious that they do. A lot of it is like they're legitimately dating. Hmm. And they just... But, you know, but are they, do they really get married? It's all the ones that are they're only in it for one thing. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. It's yeah, not but, my life, so who cares? Yeah, but but um, are they really? Do they really get married? Married? Married after like ninety days of a, of a, a an engagement that's on TV? I mean, where's the love? Oh yeah, no, these are uh, especially the with like the first couple seasons. Like they legitimately like these people are like into each other, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and like they're they're like still together. Yeah, which huh. like blows my mind. And like this came out in like the early two thousands, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And these are people that are still together, like married with kids. Like they, they love each other. Nuts. Yeah. Like I said, there's there's the occasional person that's like only in it so that they can become a citizen, but you can pretty much oh, spot citizen. those like immediately. But that he, that for the most part, it's a legitimate show, and these they, they just. That's how it worked out for for each of them. I actually I watched that for no I'm sorry I watched uh, you know sometimes when I have to like do a lot of stuff I'll just sit there and put it on whatever station that is just binges these things usually around the holidays. I watched um, Bridezilla, Bridezilla, oh, like about six hours of Bridezilla. Wow, wow, you can't believe people like that exist. You know what I mean? They just it's brides going. Can't even get into that show oh, because they're crazy. so awful, crazy. and I'm like. It's like that and like uh, my super sweet 16. That was like Mm. a big thing. And I I can't even watch it because it's so like these these people are brats and I I, it's disgusting to me. Wow. Al, you you're uh, you you watch all of these right over and over. Um, No, No, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just I mean, I only saw when I saw that that. That fashion one, you know, one day, and I was just amazed by all the intricacies that went into that show, um, and and obviously filmed in a way that everyone is kind of backbiting and stuff like that. But it was funny; it was entertaining. You know, I never, I, I never even watched Game of Thrones until it was over. Yes, me too. And I sat down and started watching it. Yep, yep. I would watch six or seven at a time. It was. But, uh, that's the way to watch that, don't you agree? I mean, you know, I know people who used to have parties when, you know, the new, you know, every Sunday night or something. They'd have parties waiting for the new episode to come on. Just wait and watch five in a row. Watch ten in a row. You know, it's it's so episodic anyway. It sucks you in. One thing about Game of Thrones, first two years of any show is usually the best. The first year of Game of Thrones, if you don't get sucked in, you, you know, you shouldn't be watching TV. It's great. It was great TV. Yeah, I got a little. Too I got sucked in for a while, but then I dropped out. Yeah, after three or four years, it. Yeah, 
Okay. Eileen loved it. Uh, I got sucked into Stranger Things. Uh, yeah, too. Same which, thing. Yeah. Great show. Stranger Things. Stranger yeah. Things. Is Hellfire Club. Yeah. Yes. Eddie Munson. Love him. Stranger <laughs> Things. I could not first get year. into Game of Thrones. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought tried, you'd love it. I, and I tried multiple times. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm seriously going to sit down. I'm just going to watch all of it. Yes. I mean, I'm talking like maybe four times. I restarted it and, and I made it through the first two seasons and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't care for it at all. Yeah. Eh, you know, it's not for everyone. I thought you'd be the type of person that would like it. Um, did you ever see the new Raven? Did you ever see the new Sherlock Holmes with Cumberbund and Cumberbatch? No. Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Him. Excellent show. I can't stand You don't him. like him? I can't, oh. like you can't stand him? Really? Him. Why? I think His he's good face. at everything. Yeah. His face. I want to just punch it. Punch him. He has such a punchable face. Like that, really? But like mine, people want to punch me too. Al, did you? No. Did you Nobody wants to punch. Oh yeah, you want to take one of that? Hey, Al, did you watch that? The new Sherlock Holmes. Not the newest version. I mean, <clears throat> when I was a kid, Sherlock Holmes was, um, shit. What was his name? Uh, Basil, uh, Basil Rathbone. Rathbone. Basil Rathbone. Yeah. Basil Rathbone was was Sherlock Holmes. Yep. And then later. Channel Two started, you know, PBS started doing a Sherlock Holmes thing, and they had uh, Jeremy Brett. And mm. I never thought anyone could take Basil's. away from Basil Rathbone, right? But Brett was so maniacal, so crazy, he became Sherlock Holmes. And I really can't see anyone else in the part. Yeah, funny. Yeah, this this one, the new one, and that's why because um, Raven explained to us last week how she ran a detective agency when she was nine. So I thought that she'd be interested in the new Sherlock Holmes. The way they did it, I think they did it very interesting where they updated it. But everything that's in the old books, from his coat, from his hat, from his pipe, mm -hmm. they make, you know, at one point he's going out to meet the press. He's a, he's a big deal. He's like Batman. And he's walking out the door and he says, uh, oh, my hair's a mess. And he reaches up and he puts a hat on. It's the famous hat. And he wears that hat for, you know, for the rest of the series, you know. They do stuff like that in the writing. It was really Really well done. It is, it's, it's slick. It's, it's slick. It's not slick. stupid. Right. It's up, yes. Like yep. you said, it's updated, but it, it it's true to the story. Yep. Yep. Very really really well done. Really, and and shows you know their foils and their foibles. You know, they go out and get drunk and stuff, and um, Sherlock and Watson and stuff. And he was a medic in Afghanistan. It's very kind of up to date, you know. But yeah, just really really and well the guy done. Guy that plays Watson, uh, he's everywhere. That yeah, guy. he's that guy. He's one of the hobbits and stuff, right? So yeah, um, but yeah, he's a good actor. He's in Fargo too for a while, um, which I didn't like at all. Did you like that Raven? Fargo. What was it? Fargo. I, I didn't watch no. that. Yeah, I watched the movie. There, but there's a TV show, right? Yeah, TV yeah. show is. Yeah, I haven't watched the TV. Everyone show. Everyone praised it. I remember from the the movies they did of Sherlock Holmes. With that one guy, and Jude Law was Watson. Jude, oh wow, with um, what's Yum. his name? Yeah, Robert Downey. Robert Downey. Yes, Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were those were okay. You know, mm -hmm. it was all right. I just just so I can clear my name here, I didn't have a detective agency for nothing. Okay, oh, okay. because I watched, I I read Nancy Drew yes. growing up, and I watched mm -hmm. Harriet the Spy. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, Macaroni. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about the Hardy Boys. Yes, go ahead. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah, no one does. So, but you, you, you I told read us. Little Women. Yeah. Little wow, where did that come from? <laughs> I have like the original copy. It's like this thing is a, the the spine is coming away from the uh, the book. I mean, this I thing read is it that ancient. many times. Uh, yeah. The pages no, stick I, together. I thumbed through it. 
little women and uh, little men. <laughs> wow. What is little that? Men? Wow. What do you? Wow. Louisa May Alcott wrote that too, right? Little men. Little men. Sure. Sure. Wow. Wow. We. I couldn't be wrong, but I thought that she did the follow-up, Little Man. I'm sure. What else? Where else would you go with that? Little yeah, Man, of course, Little uh, Man. To put me to bed at night is uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, why not? That's what I read. Why not? Wow, we Winnie huh? the Pooh, just for you. Yes. Okay, it rhymes. So, oh, wow. My God. Interesting. Uh, is okay. Anyone, is anyone watching that new show, uh, Resident Alien? No. Is it about an alien? Oh. Pretty funny. It's been on for like two seasons. It's still in production. Right. But it's this, you know, an alien comes to this planet and tries to blend in to hide. Yes. While he's looking for the remains of his ship. I, I've seen, I saw the first season of that. Yeah. Is that the name of that show? Resident Alien? Once again. Yes. And he, yeah, he doesn't quite know what to say. He knows almost what to say, but he's kind of. Yeah, he watches TV. He yeah. watches TV to Learns pick up TV. on nuances and how to how to behave. And he. He Which is like not the way you should behave right. at right. all. He's living Ever. up in the boonies of, of Wisconsin or something. Yeah. The guy that whose body he took the place of was a doctor. That's it. So he yes. had to learn how to be a doctor. Well, he's a resident, right? Oh, resident that's great. Doctor. I got to check that out. Oh, and he, I said he's doing exams on women and he's got his phone under there to, to like under the hood to try to figure out what he's supposed to be doing oh, and then it, it flashes and the woman's like did you just take a picture of my hoo-ha it's flashes. <laughs> oh, oh, he's, like, he's under there trying to figure out what to do and yeah, it is really funny and turn the flash off wow huh oh, uh, there was that. another movie called and this ties into the show um people of earth it was on for about three or four years um, and it was about a um, up in upstate New York about a, a an encounter group of people who claim that they've been abducted by UFOs, and they're all kind of like a cast of kind of wacky characters. And um, this guy who's a reporter, he comes up and he's doing a story on them, and you hear them doing just like you know they sit in a circle and they're all very crunchy and stuff, and you know talking about you know how being. Um, abducted has affected their lives, and they tell these stories that you can't believe. But then they cut up to aliens in in a, in a flying saucer, you know, in orbit, and they're the ones who who abducted them. And the, each one has a story. It's funny as hell. It's very very funny. Um, That's great. Kind of in a little inside, but not much. It was on for three years, and then they didn't um, they didn't renew it. You know, so yeah, really good movie. Resident Alien. Yeah, I saw that. That's pretty good. The guy's a good actor in that. But I have to go back to Raven real quick. You told us that the reason that your detectives, you know, bureau at nine was that you would go and cause the crimes and then go solve the crimes that you were committing, right? Yep. Okay. She's yep. shaking her head. Okay, one hundred percent solve right. Good for you. Exactly, because I, <laughs> I, I knew exactly what I needed to do. Yes. You know. Right. So. Yeah. Huh. I made my own business cards and everything. Wow. It was great. Wow. Wow. There's your. Uh, Saturday afternoon concert. I should put that on my resume. You should. Actually. Why not? Why not? Tell them the story. Nineteen ninety nine ran her own detective bureau mm. by herself. Who won? One percent celebrate. Who broke that up? LL. Uh, I mean, we ended up having to move from the house, mm -hmm. and I just didn't carry it over into the next house because it. Okay. It didn't fit. Didn't fit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Did you say you had a ghost at your house? We have like five minutes left. You had a ghost at your house recently? Some kind of. Well, yeah. So, Starbucks. again, so I was down in the basement. I was working out. And then, so I was on like, it's my basement's like really hard to like explain, but there's a gap 
So when you're laying down on the mat, there's like a gap between a walkway and then there's a fridge and then it comes out into like the open area. And I saw like the, the light like disappeared. Like somebody was walking, uh, next, next to it Mm -hmm. across it. I apologize across it. So like the light, you know, disappeared and everything. Yes. Thinking somebody's going to come out on the other end. Yes. Nobody comes out. So I finished, I was like, I don't know, maybe somebody was getting in the fridge for something, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I finished what I'm doing and I get up and there's like nobody there. And, And this is in the matter of like 30 seconds. Okay. So I would have heard something. I would have seen something, anything. Mm -hmm. So something was there, blocked out the light that I had on for, you know, at least two seconds, like a figure crossed in front of that light, blocked it out for me to see it. And that was it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, so I don't know, I was down there this morning and there was nothing. Do you know? It's, it's so random. Do you know, do you have any history on the house before you bought it? I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a website, but I know that they charge you to look and see. It's mm-hmm. like who died in my house oh, or something. It's something very obvious. And I just haven't uh, chalked up the 25 bucks to get it uh, figured wow. out. There's a birthday present. Wow, huh? Yeah. So you you mean my, you my think? My birthday is February 25th. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think something happened to your house? Are you know or you're just, you guess something happened there? Something odd. Honestly, it, it's. Because of, I've never felt that it was bad. Yep. I always felt like it was maybe my grandmother mm. who was like very, very religious yes. and maybe didn't approve of everything that I was doing in yes. my life. Yes, yes. And she just kind of wants to like come and like, you know, mess up my day, which it's not like she's like doing things that are harmful or violent or anything like that. It's okay. just like, you know, like I said, very Catholic. All yes. of her kids went to Catholic school and everything, and it's like, don't forget about Jesus. And mm, that's not okay. how I live my life. So I feel like she's kind of butting I, her head in being like, this is not how you were raised. <laughs> I must have uh, met your other grandmother then. This doesn't sound like the grandmother that I met. Probably not, right? You, I don't know if you met my other grandma. Maybe. Julia? Maybe. I don't know. Julia. This is not Julia. Not Julia. No. Okay, that's good. Because first time I saw Julia, she was probably 80 years old, and she told me about the new Metallica album and what she oh, yeah. thought of it. She was, oh. yeah. she was, she was a badass. She for was. Sure. Uh, yeah. This is my other grandmother. That was okay. Very, very like faithfully Catholic. Uh, yeah, huh? That's really. You know, and I, I we really, and plus because she never met Mister Raven, we uh, kind of think she doesn't like him. Oh. Uh. So how can that be? He's such a great t- guy. Kind of targets him a little bit. Oh, the ghost does. Interesting. Wow, that's yeah. something to say. You don't like someone, you haunt them. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So, but I don't know. I mean, I would really like to figure out if anyone did pass away here. Yes. You know, like it's definitely not a deal breaker. I don't care. No. You know. Okay. All right. You live in a state where they have to tell you if there's been a murder. Uh, it's a haunted I, house. We found. I that. know that because of Amityville Horror. Uh, yes, and also. Um, the mysterious Ashley G is the one who yep. told us, don't buy a haunted house. Well, you can buy a haunted house in Massachusetts. They won't tell you. You know what? If Switch was here, he would have put up the uh, graphic for the train crash because the train is coming into the station now. Um, so why don't we do the plugs real quick? And um, Home Star Troops, Home Star Troops is a uh, organization that uh, raises money for veterans of post-9-11 military actions, the Afghan war, the Iraqi war. 
They built houses for these veterans who may be missing limbs, things like that, of that nature. They built these houses so uh, more adaptable for them, low common space, no steps. And then when the, when the house is built, they give them the uh, keys. They rip up the mortgage. Uh, they get it for free. Homeless Red Troops, please uh, go on Google, check them out. 88 cents of your charity dollar goes to our veterans. They deserve it. Also, Rush Hop and his mad Englishman friends are putting back together still the uh, Mosquito Warplane from World War II. Made of wood, put two Rolls Royce engines on it. It was the fastest thing in World War II for two years. It was so fast that... It could outrun, outrun out, the bullets. Outrun the bullets. I thought you were going to come in with your English accent. For some reason, I don't know why. I had that two <laughs> seconds of ESP, and it was wrong. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, the Beatles, lovely. The Beatles Mosquito Project. Russia. Uh, also, uh, um, the um, God's Have Light book giveaway. Go to MacMillan.com. Hit the contact button. Send us a little message. We'll put your name in the uh, Magic Fishbowl. And uh, in a few weeks, we'll pick out uh, three winners. They get an autographed copy of the God Satellite by Mac Malone. And I think that's it, kids. Is that it? Is it? Already? I think so. So much fun, yes. Now went by fast. Wow. Wow. Al has gone to sleep. Thank you, Al. Al went a little for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, so this is uh, uh, Mac for the rest of the gang. Until you hear us next time, be safe, be happy, and... And bye-bye.